Hello and welcome to the Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Devin. I'm joined as I am every week by Mr. Shane Reeves. Hopping in here tonight. Yeah, it really is. It, it, I thought it was about to clear out when we first got here, but there's still a lot of energy in the room. Well, last night it was hopping in here. I mean, it just seems to be moving on and more momentum coming, more people coming in. I mean, it's nice. It's, yeah. But I think that's weather-related, too, as it gets colder. I mean, I can speak for myself that, yeah, it's time to bring the smoking indoors. Yeah, you kind of come inside to smoke. But let's introduce our guest tonight. Oh, yeah. Hey, Jonathan. I'm back again. Uh, <laughs> it's been a, what, probably about a month or two at least? Something um, like that. Maybe, maybe a little more. NATO week last time you yeah. came, and that happens in September. So, yeah, about a month or August? roughly. Yeah, August. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, Shark Week's in July, Shark Week, Sharknado Week's Week. in August. <laughs> I, Sharknado Week. I hate, I, I couldn't <laughs> imagine knowing that. <laughs> There's things in life you have to keep priorities, but the most important thing... Speaking of priorities... Our guest has brought us smokes tonight. You know, this is a rare treat. Yeah, I uh, I decided that I was going to... I was looking through my humidors the other night, and there was stuff in there that I didn't even know I had, honestly, and... So I was like, you know, I think it'd be cool. You know, next time they invite me onto the podcast, I'm, I'm just going to get my big old travel humidor and just throw a bunch of stuff that I found in there, and um, let's see how it goes. What see what they pick. So um, we got probably 25 so cigars at least. Um, everything's going to have about two to three years of age on it. Oh wow! And uh, you guys are more than welcome to pick out whatever you want. Well, um, Trey, while you choose, I will engage with Jonathan. Well, let him tell us what he's smoking. He's got something picked out already. Oh yeah. Oh, this was uh, actually the uh, Tatawahe, the bride. Uh, Shane gave that to me. Um, I hadn't gotten a chance to smoke one, and I used to collect them, but I decided that uh, kind of got away from doing that. I couldn't find the dress boxes any consistent way, so that's what I liked. And uh, so he was nice enough to give me one. Well, ironically enough, my bride won the yeah won the game. won the bride poker game yeah she won the bride poker game so I had a you know we had a half a box of them so I'm I gonna feel so gu- there are some really nice cigars in here I'm gonna feel guilty no matter what I choose no that's the point is the reason I did it like that is so where whatever you want to choose um, it's stuff that I have multiples of so don't feel bad about grabbing anything in there um, so, there's also a third layer to there? the yes. Here's the question. Do you roll the dice on something you haven't had the opportunity to smoke before, or do you go with something tried and true? I'm, I'm going to feel a little bad about this. Please grab whatever you want. This is one of my favorite cigars of all time. Okay. Oh. This is the Julius Caesar, uh-huh. which is made by... Um, That's a Fuente product? It, well, it's J.C. Newman. I actually have a story about where I got those, and uh, it's kind of unbelievable. I wish I'd have bought more, but uh, it's a cool little story. Right. Well, go I ahead was, and tell it. While I was down here. I, I was down uh, in Destin at Harbor Cigars, and and so I was walking through their humidor and found a couple TAA stuff that I wanted, and I got up to the counter and I saw this table and it had Julius Caesars and I think it had the Diamond Crown Maximus and some other different cigars on there, and it said buy one get one free, and I was like, really? This is buy one, get one free. And they're like, yeah, everything on here is buy one, get one free. And I was like, okay, okay. sounds good. You know what? I went ahead and bought four Julius Caesars. Um, there was a bunch of other stuff that I had, so kind of was on a limited budget that weekend. But um, that's what I decided to go with. Well, this is a, a rare treat for me, and I, I really appreciate you sharing the, 
sharing the humidor with us tonight. Well, this is interesting because I'm looking just so the listeners out there have an ideal the Sophie's choices that I have to make tonight. I mean, it's an impossible decision. Yeah, well, go ahead. There's a, here I'm staring at a very nice Padron 1926, mm-hmm. which the John and Jonathan actually brought one of these to me at my last wrestling event, and I got to enjoy. There's a feral pig in here, always a big hit. There's an Andalusian bull, a couple of Fuente uh, yeah, Opus Xs. Opus. There's, there's also a L40 and a Dirty Rat in there, too. Yeah, and there's a couple of Rocky 50s. Uh-huh. Um, those are the original Rocky 50s. I've had those for three years. And there should be two Rocky 226s in there. It's a black and white band. Um, that was actually one of the first box of cigars I ever bought. So those are five years old right now. So which is better, the 50th or the 226? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you right now. Um, I did like the 226, but I do love the 50. Uh, yeah, see, I think I got to go for the 50 because I hadn't had 50. a 50 in a while, and I love the 50. Go for it. Matter of fact, I believe the last 50 I had, your father gave to me. We have quite a few of them, so. And by the way, what were we smoking at the football game this week? It was a. Oh, uh, that was the LFD Mystico, I think. It was a uh, perfecto size. Um, it's got a Maduro wrapper. I couldn't tell you exactly what the Maduro wrapper was on it. That's not the same one you smoked on the show last week, is it? No, that was the mystery cigar that oh. I smoked on the show, the event-only cigar. Mm. This was the one that's rolled in the torpedo and is very thin on both sides. Okay, yeah. And it uh, comes in a box of five. Mm-hmm. Yes. They make a dark and a lighter version, um, but... Yeah, very special cigar we had. It was the Tennessee-Alabama game, and we got to sit and enjoy it. Trey's drifting off into... Guys, after the day I've had today, this is heaven. Oh, the perfect cigar. God. Oh, God, yes. A good host would have said, Shane, have you ever had a Julius? And I'd have said no. And you said, oh, you need to smoke this one. But since you didn't, I guess I'll well, smoke it. Well, if I would have thought about it, I would have put two in there. I didn't know you had never had a Julius. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. No, I know. I don't know what I would do if I couldn't give you a hard time. But I'm about to light this cigar. But Jonathan... Just explain to the listeners exactly how many cigars you and your father have. Ooh, um, probably. Let's just go at, number of humidors. Uh, sixteen. Oh my. The, what what size is the biggest humidor? Uh, three of them are five hundred counts. Oh my gosh. Speaking of humidors, I was on Half Wheel today. I'm trying to pull it up now. Um, I was telling you before the show, Shane, that there was a, an accessory I wanted to talk about. Had I been the lucky winner of the Mega Millions last night, sorry to disappoint, I wasn't. Um, yeah, it was South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. There, I know exactly what my first purchase would have been. It is a new humidor I saw that was built out of a, an old safe. Did you see this when you were running I have not across? seen that. I would like was... to see this because this sounds like something I would definitely want to buy if I had enough money. Because I, I can only imagine how expensive this is. $80,000. Okay. How big is this safe, humidor? Um, I am having a hard time finding it. Um, it was, it's the size of like an armoire. So it holds 5,000 cigars or something ridiculous like I don't that. find that too unreasonable, though. And the thing is, it's... The safe that it's built out of 
out of is uh, several decades old, if not like a hundred years old. And it's a little on the, it's a little on the classic side, gold and sort of, but it's beautiful. Sounds really interesting. Oh, that Rocky 50th. That's just such a good cigar. And I, I really don't right, think when they re-released the Rocky 50th. Sorry, Trey, I didn't mean to distract, but I had to comment it's on my cigar. It's not the same. No, I should have had it pulled up when the, I started talking about it. The latest edition of the 50th just is not the same. It's the orange label 50th is just impossible to beat. Yeah, and that kind of hurts me to say that. I'm not a Tennessee fan, and the other one's red, so I really feel like I should pick the red band. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to have to go with the original Rocky 50. And I think a part of that is... When I smoked it, they were when I bought them at the shop that I bought them at. They were already they came out in 2012, so they were already two years old. Um, so you're looking at now they came out in 2012. What six years old now? So well, you got to also remember the age on that. Six years can make a lot of difference in a cigar. Well, and if you look at the wrapper on this cigar, it still has a lot of luster, a lot of shine to that wrapper. And I think that's something we, we sh- it's worth commenting on. When you're choosing a cigar, look and see kind of what that, you know, reflection of yourself back out of that is. Because that reflects how much oil is in the wrapper, how much oil has been retained, has it lost any during the aging process. Right. And that, that goes back to one wrapper that's probably one of my favorite wrappers is uh, Connecticut Broadleaf. And that wrapper just does really well when it comes to aging a cigar um, because it does. it is a very oily wrapper to begin with. I've seen this, yes, now that you mention it, because I remember thinking yes. it looks like what you would keep a um, priest vestments in. Yeah, it does. And I was wrong. It was on Cigar Aficionado, not Half Wheel. But it, Adorini is the German company that made it. And I was wrong. It's a 19th century safe. So it's well over 200 years old. Wow. $80,000 will get you that. And I really hope they post a picture of this on their Instagram or Facebook because yeah, all you listeners really need to look at this because yeah, it's incredible. I'll post a link to it on the Facebook page. It has safes, safes within the safe. So one of the cabinets itself holds a thousand cigars on its own, and then there's more little pockets and drawers and stuff like this. Beautiful piece. If I, If this would have been my... Once I bought the house with my lottery winnings, this would have been the first purchase to go into the smoking room. You know, since we're talking about lottery winnings, I do have to stop for just a second. When I came in last night, that was the hot discussion in the cigar shop was what would you do if you won the lottery? If you won the $1.6 billion. (laughs) And that's when you say, I would give you an extra long handshake tonight because I'll never see you again. You see, I actually firmly believe, and I think this is the greatest compliment that a man can really look at his life and say, it would not change me very much. It would not change my life almost any. I think everybody goes into it as thinking that if if they were to win the lottery and the people that win the lottery, I think they go into it, this isn't going to change me who I am. But money has a tendency to change people. Um, in ways that they can't even see coming. And I think it more so than it changing you, it changes the people around you, which is why I say I would disappear. Not because I don't trust anybody, not because I wouldn't want to, not because I hate my life so much that money is the only thing keeping me here or a lack of money is the only, but you would just, I feel like you would have to disappear because I'm one of those people, the money would not, my life would be the same. I would still work a nine to five job. It wouldn't be like that but I would have to start over somewhere new. 
See, I think I would keep about $20 million and I'd give the rest away. Because, I mean, really, what's the difference in having $20 million and having $100 million? Difference in owning the island and going to visit it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Taxes. Yeah, I mean, I keep about $20 million, I give the rest away. I mean, they said, what, the cash payout was $900 million, and then you got to pay taxes on that, so you're still walking away with over $500 million? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So you give, you know, I'd give most of it away. I would, I would work my job with an eye toward retiring, but I do have people depending on me. I feel I like I would try to, inv- if, if I won that much, I would try to invest it just so I could hit a billion, just to say I was a billionaire at some point in time, and then I wouldn't care what happened after right. that. Well, would the other billionaires look down upon you because you well, know you won your seed money? Yeah. But if history, but you could at least us, say that you were a billionaire. Exactly, and and everyone likes to think we're not in this group, but of course they wouldn't have to look. If history tells us anything, they wouldn't have to look down their noses at you too long because most people who win that kind of money don't hold on to it for very long. Well, it was an interesting conversation, so much so that Jay Drescher said he actually felt like he dodged a bullet when he didn't win it. Wow. (laughs) I'm happy to be his Kevlar vest if that ever comes to... uh... Yeah, if he wins it and it's just too traumatic, I'll I'll I'll, take the bullet. I'll take that, yeah. I'll dive in front of that million dollars for you, Jay. But anyway, moving back to cigars. Sorry, I had to do that. So we have Jonathan on for a number of reasons tonight. Jonathan has just been hired into the cigar industry. We will not disclose the name of the company that hired him just yet. But I do believe, tell me if I'm wrong, but I know it was the the case for me. I grew up in cigars. I know you Mm -hmm. did because your dad smoked cigars, but I... Like I well, I actually it. didn't grow up into cigars. Me and my dad actually started smoking cigars at the same time. Oh, okay. I didn't um, know. We both started when I was 18. I was 18, said, hey, Dad, let's go smoke a cigar, and that's kind of how we got into it. And then it just really escalated heavily from there. So I started smoking at 18, too, and from the, from the moment I started, I saw the reps walking in out of the shops, and then I worked at a couple of retail shops, but I always felt like a, a sales rep in the cigar industry was a dream job for me, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. Well, and you have a degree from University of Alabama, mm-hmm. and what's your degree in? Marketing and sales, so kind of points towards something in the sales, and c- cigars are something that I'm passionate about, so I uh, felt like that was kind of the industry I needed to go towards. So they'll break you in, they'll bring you in. How long will you serve with someone else before they turn you loose on your own? If I'm not mistaken, uh, kind of the details that I've got, and it's going to be a week or two, and then it's kind of... Go out there on your own. If you have any questions, call us. So That's how it was for me. There's a lot of excitement in that, in being just kind of left to do your own thing and kind of figure it out on your own. Well, and just so everybody knows, this is a pretty pretty renowned cigar company. It's not Joe's Cigars for Less. I mean, this is a pretty renowned cigar company. No, they're on a hiring freeze right now. Oh, Joe's is? Yeah. It's hard times. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Little rough. Speaking of hard times, did you hear about Scandinavian tobacco? Yes, that they're doing some layoffs. They're doing what was it like a thousand layoffs or something like that, and it was all white collar stuff, which is good. I'd much rather you lay those people off than the people rolling the cigars who need every penny that that they they're earning. But what an interesting move. Well, they just acquired Cigars International. Uh, Thompson Cigars. Well, yeah, that's right. They own Cigars International, and they just acquired Thompson Cigar. And I imagine a big portion of that is where they had doubles of the same job. You don't need two marketing directors. You don't need two 
you know, executive but, heads of sales. But that's usually worked into the M&A. That's not usually something that comes in after the fact. I mean, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm sure there is some of that while they were merging the companies. But there was, I mean, they've been buying up. They bought, who did they, they bought someone else this summer as well. Like, they've been making a lot of moves. So it seemed really strange to me to be spending that kind of money. The dream of mine is that they actually bought both companies and it became a real Game of Thrones situation. In 30 days, one of you two doing this job ain't going to be here. <laughs> I mean, that, that's... That old, that old med school thing of look left, look right, one of you won't be here when you, by the end of six months or whatever? Exactly. I, I think competition is, breeds the greatest level of competency. I think that's true to a degree. At what degree does it not? There are some people that don't thrive in that environment, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not the best fitted or, or most well-suited to that, to that scenario. It just means that they're maybe... It's, it's like the people that you went to high school with who were smarter than you were but got like 100 to 200 points less than you on the SATs because they just don't take standardized tests. I That's kind of how my sister was. She was one of those... She, uh, she took the ACT and just never could do that well on it. She did great in school, but her ACT score was not yeah. anything. And there were some people, and so... And I was one of those that I just, like, never looked over anything, went in, had the flu, took it, made the grade I needed to make, and was, like, off to college. Yeah, I was I was the same way. My yeah. sister took multiple practice Oh, yeah, I never, I didn't look at anything, just went in there and was like, I'm going to wing it and hopefully it works out, and it did, so. Yeah, and then, and I did the same thing. I got the same score as she did, and she took prep courses. Oh, I was well above her score. And I, and I didn't even prepare for it. I barely had a calculator, and I got the same thing, and I was like, as that, that sibling rivalry, right? I like, I matched her with less of the effort. I'm done. I made my point. She was one that she always had to try really hard in school, and I just kind of flew by the seat of my pants and got about the same thing she did. And yeah, that was funny because that sometimes. was my sister in my relationship. She always had to bring books home and study, and she always had to work a little harder, and I just kind of drift by and still get the same grades. Yeah, my parents would be like, oh, do you have any homework tonight? I'm like, oh, what homework? They're like, oh, I'm sure you have homework. I'm like, I probably do, but I'm not doing it. It doesn't matter. It's only like 5% of my grade anyway, so I'm not going to waste my time with that. We, we've discussed this before, the quality yeah. of life equation as mm-hmm. it pertains to homework. The amount of quality of life you lose doing homework is not proportionately worth the amount of grade increase that it will get you. No. No, when you get to college, it's completely different. Completely different animal. 100% different. You have to do the homework because the tests are a lot harder. But, yeah, so that's that's one of those examples where I feel like the the competition isn't always the the best arbiter. You know, there are times when... But a lot of times in the business world, though, you got to look at it this way. You have high pressure situations, and if you can't handle a little bit of a competition, oh, then of course, you're not going to make it in. In once you got the job, you aren't going to make it doing that job because there's going to be points where you're going to be in a high stress situation, and you're not going to be able to react to it. You oh, can't I, just shut down. Absolutely, so. and especially in in this kind of scenario where we're talking about a huge multinational company that's in the process of several mergers and acquisitions at once and and these are we're talking white collar jobs these are not low level employees these are people who are thick into their career yeah at that level you have to be able to keep your seat at the table not just get your seat at the table I think your skill trumps all yeah I think if you're a proficient I think I think business should be a meritocracy 
I think, li- so I think not, life though. should be a meritocracy. I think the most pure form of life is a meritocracy. Everybody, you know, I've always said if something happened tomorrow and I no longer drew houseplants, same skills that make me good at houseplants make me good at anything else I do. That's true. I mean, and, you know, as you're going now, watch this piece of work. I'm going to pull this all back together. So as you're entering this new career, there's a couple of stages. Your first several years, now this is me being old man Shane and <laughs> passing down my wisdom to the young men. Now I'm I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a silent game of Shane advice bingo over here. I'll let you know if I hit it. Just just let me know when <laughs> yeah. you get when you hit it there. All the keywords. I got a free space on when I was your age. <laughs> when I was your age. <laughs> Have you got how, how how are you doing for uphill both ways? Snow, <laughs> snow and gravel. And gravel. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't have gravel. No. Knows a rutted out mud road for you. <laughs> the first four or five years, you're going to be working just to master your craft. You want to just master your craft. There's one. Then. You enter the stage, whereas, and Trey can always attest to this, you've mastered your craft, and you have reaping. You know, you have sown, now you're at the stage in which you reap. You reap the rewards of these years of hard work, and you enjoy those as part of that. Sometimes it's a different job where you actually reap. It's not unusual to hone your craft, and then somebody else call where you can actually go reap. But don't forget the third stage. The third stage is where you give back to the industry. Those that reap their whole life and never give back to whatever their chosen profession is and never make it better than it was before they started, never end life as happy men. How was that? How was your bingo? I I didn't do as well as I thought I was going to. Well, that's pretty good advice, though. You know, my parents always told me leave something better than then where you if you come into like somebody's house or you know you you go into somewhere always leave it nicer than the way you found it so well and i'll also give you one other trick your mentor the man that steps in first acknowledge that he is mentoring you mentor is a powerful word mentor carries a lot of connotation it carries a lot of responsibility um mentor protege are two words that carry a lot of power Acknowledge. I appreciate you taking the time to mentor me this. Not, hey, thanks for showing me the ropes, bud. Yeah, what is this, a 1920s crime drama? No. Appreciate you taking the time to mentor me. Here's and how you replace the toner in the copier, see? Yeah. I like that you shook your cigar while yeah, you did course. that, too. Yeah. But the other thing is, and this is a valuable question, toward the end of it, you know, when you've been with him, and you know that the next day is the day he's, that he's leaving, and he says, do you have any other questions? Say, what would you tell yourself when you were at this stage in your career to do? And you'll always knock it out of the park with that. You'll always get the, a piece of information you, under other circumstances, would have never acquired. That's actually pretty good advice. Appreciate that. You sound surprised. <laughs> well, hey, on that on that really great note, we're going to step away, take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more after this. Trey here with this week's Cigar Under $8. want to talk about the Fuente Hemingway short story. This is 
part of the Hemingway line from Fuente, everything is a Figurado shape, but this is the smallest one in the lot. It's a four and a half by 49, so it really lives up to the name. It's a great cigar and a great entry point into the Fuente line. If you've been smoking some cigars and you've smoked a lot of General, a lot of Rocky Patel, and you're looking to enter that Fuente line, this is a great price point and a great smoke to really enter. And one of the things that's really great about this is that you get a Cameroon wrapper. So whereas we don't talk a lot about Fuente on the show because it tends not to bring a lot of flavor to the party, that Cameroon wrapper gives it something a little different and a little special that I think, especially for the size, if you're, if you're wanting to try something new, this is a great entry point to that. So give it a shot. It's the uh, Arturo Fuente Hemingway short story. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is Shane. I'm sitting here with Trey and Jonathan. Yep, back again. And uh, me and Trey were talking about football a little bit during the break, so... Yeah, my eyes kind of glazed over a little. (laughs) Well, mine have finally stopped have finally uncrossed from how good this cigar is. I swear I've not had a cigar this good in a very long time. Oh, it's just the age on a good cigar. Nothing replicates age on a good cigar. And I wish I could describe this. It's it's leather and cocoa. It's it's rich. It's very it's very cigary. I mean, it's just it's a true representation of everything that's good about cigars. There's a little bit of sweetness on it. It is just... And, and the it, Churchill size is so iconic. Too, yeah, so. it really... This is just... God, this is a good cigar. So what are you thinking about the bride? Well, I definitely can tell it's Connecticut Broadleaf. It's kind of similar to... The Jason was also Connecticut Broadleaf, if I'm not mistaken. It's very similar to that, but it's not as complex. It's very... Only a couple flavors are coming through, and I can't really pinpoint any particular flavor, but you do get a little bit of spice through the retro hill. Um, but other than that, I'm a little disappointed in it, though. The Monster Series need H. Um, you know, the, Kru- the box of Krugers I won got good after a year, and then I smoked one this year, and it was even better. And I think the Monster Series, more than any cigar Tatuaje makes needs age. I don't know if they roll them out quick or what they do, but it just seems like they they come out a little green, if you will. I'm getting kind of leather, cedar, a little spice on the retro hill, but it's been pretty consistent all the way through. But it just seems like I've had better ones. See, I've not had any of the Monster Series other than the one that I smoked on the show about a month a ago, Kruger. which was that Kruger. And, and I thought it was fantastic. So, I, having not had one the year it was released, I can't speak to the difference, but I, I definitely see where you're where you're coming from on that. Yeah, it and just I, seems like them. Now, this Rocky is just perfection. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we don't really spend enough time smoking Rocky Patel product on this oh, show. Oh, because so many of their cigars are so similar. I, ag- I agree with that. Yeah. They and that, that's so – I love Rocky as a company. I love the rep. Um, I've met Rocky and Nish Patel on a couple different occasions and they're most they're the nicest people you'll ever meet um as far as owners go i mean they're very friendly and very outgoing but their cigars it seems like a lot of their cigars they blend have a tendency to kind of all mesh together there's just there's nothing that really stands out now they're like top of the line really stands out like the 50 the 226 series they used to do um they actually have another one called the alr aged uh limited and rare 
I actually smoked that one recently, and it's really good. It's a different type of flavor that you get out of that cigar. It's not something I, I can't say I've ever smoked anything like it. Um, but a lot of their just like vintage series, it just all kind of runs together to me. It's, it's not not nothing that I'm going to go back to every time. Now, is Tuscaloosa a big Rocky store? We're actually a Rocky Lounge. Okay, so, I thought uh, so. I yeah. thought when I went down there, it was something like that. Mm-hmm. There, because uh, this store, where Crown is not a huge Rocky store. Yeah, we're just not a huge Rocky account for. And we sell a reason. lot of Rocky stuff down there, but a lot of what we sell is like the '99 Connecticut's, and that's just because we have a lot of new smokers that come in, and that's a great cigar to start out yeah. with if you're a new smoker. That like um, the the Edge Perdomo uh, 10th Anniversary Champagne, um, the Edge series. If you want something more medium to medium yeah. full, but I know so many people that got their start. On Rockies. On, on Rockies. Yeah. I like, mean, I got my start on Monte Cristo, and then shortly thereafter, I moved into smoking Rockies, and I loved Rockies at the time, and then kind of got away from Rockies, started trying other things, and really kind of just started discovering a lot of these smaller companies. They make a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Well, and I think General and Perdomo both have kind of broken into Rockies' market share and coming in at that. And Perdomo is a lot, very similar to Rocky. A lot of their stuff kind of tastes very similar. Um, there's yeah. a few stuff that stands out to me, but you know, you get in that eight to twelve dollar cigar range, and you're in a highly competitive cigar. Yeah, range. especially these days. You know, there was a time when that price range was not super competitive. It is now. You know, the 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 competition used to be sort of below six and above twelve, uh, but now that that below six market doesn't really exist in the brick and mortar anymore, everyone has really upped their game in that in that budget kind of area. I mean, I remember when Rocky Edges were five ninety nine. I do too. And I remember when Padron Thousand Series you could get for under seven bucks. There's still a shop in town. I'll tell you about it off the air. There's still a shop in in town where you can get a three thousand for under seven dollars. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because now they're up into the eight nine dollar range now, yeah. and which is a little high to me. I think you know they were right there, perfect that like seven to seven fifty range. Yeah, that's where I think, and but and they were one of those that they usually go every two years with the price increase. Padron does. They did two this year, but their anniversary series has. It seems it, like their anniversary series the has never increased. It has not, and gone so their thousand series is creeping up into that. I'll go and buy a Padron Exclusivo sixty four Exclusivo because yeah. that's. Shops have it anywhere from twelve fifty to fourteen bucks, and you can't beat that at that price. No, I mean because for that same price, you're in a a, a nine thousand. Yeah. So real quick, um, want to hit a legislative, semi-legislative thing: the IPCPR, International Premium Cigar Pipe and Retailers Association, launched a new website this week called CigarAction.org. That's cigaraction.org, all one word, all spelled out. And it is for... How would you not spell that out? Like, what could you abbreviate with that? Well, you you can do cigar, and then you do dash, dash, less than, or greater than sign (laughs) to symbolize action. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. But the cigaraction.org, now that Trey has corrected me. I think no, he's trying I, to say there's no spaces or dashes or yeah, anything. I know. Yeah, I know. That, yeah. That's really what I no, was thinking. Usually, usually when I hear all spelled out, I think about numbers. You can either do, you can either write the number or spell it out. That's, I was just curious. Anyway. So right now it's a brand new website. They just got it opened up. But they do have, um, it's for a grassroots campaign to get the premium cigar exemption passed. 
They have a link to contact your elected officials. They have a form letter at this link that you can actually send to your officials, which, hey, folks, let's take 10 minutes and write one. Yeah. And I'll, if, if you can keep the profanity to a minimum, let's take 10 minutes and write one to our legislator. Well, let's just take the profanity out of it. Let's just, yeah. no profanity because that makes you look unprofessional. It's hard for me to keep the profanity out of it when I talk about the FDA. Meanwhile, yeah, but also the profanity episodes. also can make you look uneducated, though, especially to somebody in the position of like a senator or house representative or somebody like that. But they have a list there where you can actually find, if you're somebody like me who's not very political, this is a valuable resource because I can actually find out who my representative is. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a sign-up sheet there to get a gra- to get emails and updates about things like that. On a on a only semi-related topic, though, how excited were you when you saw this? I was very excited, and they, I think it's going to help get more people involved into letting I, their representatives know that otherwise, without this website. Pro- they do care, but they just don't want to take the time to do it. I think it's a step towards something that Shane has been asking for for the last two years, which this is the first time that IPCPR has gotten in front of the consumer directly. So I, I'm not saying that this is going to lead directly to it, but I think the more time that the IPCPR stays in front of the consumer, the more likely, Shane, you're going to be able to get that trade show that you've been looking for open to the public. I think, I think what's going to happen is they're going to see what an impact they can make by getting in, you know, in the sandbox with the actual consumer. And I think this could be the first step in showing them what they could do if they would do something like what you've been asking. But having for. the trade show open to the public, I think it makes it's already a crowded environment anyway. Separate show. Se- yeah, completely, completely separate, separate show. show would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just okay, the trade show for the for the Yeah, have that four days and then the next four days have it open to the public. Right. Or two days. Have yeah, it, or two have days. It open. Monday through Friday or Tuesday through Friday open to the retailers and then Saturday, Sunday pop the doors open, let yeah. the public. Yeah. That would be I Vegas would guess for that. Yeah, I would do that. That would be yeah. awesome. And because especially being a rep. Like I would love to interact with customers on that thing. Right. On that, and, on and that besides, issue. And besides you still get you still get the, the entry fee. You still have to buy tickets. So it's a revenue stream for them that they're currently not utilizing and, and I think it, it just further strengthens the community altogether. It would be like a big smoke, but it gives the consumer the opportunity to maybe smoke some pre release stuff. Right. Um, that otherwise wouldn't get the opportunity to it, smoke. It's it's like a sanctioned big smoke. Yeah, yeah and there would be, you know, Okay, we're going to sell you these cigars. You can buy a maximum of two, and we're going to sell them to you at a deal mm-hmm. to get them out there. You know, okay, we're releasing the. Macadoo. Or it's like you buy a ticket, and you know, you get two cigars from each retailer, and they have a thing that you can pick out what what two you want. Exactly. It's a it's a it is a way to get. I mean, from, you could easily sell a ticket. I think what five hundred bucks. Oh, easily. And go in easily, there and be like, yeah. hey, each retailer is going to give you a cigar or two cigars or how much ever they feel like is is good representation. And or, you go in there and you pick out what you want, and uh, that would yeah. be awesome. Give you a big old gift bag. Yeah. I, I think it would be easy enough. You've already got the people there. The people would come to see it, especially since it's in Vegas or New Orleans. You know, it's going to be somewhere where people want to go anyway. You know, that cigar vacation kind of thing. Um, but that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this was that it, it's – it, this could be the start in them getting more involved at the consumer level, which could lead to what you've been asking for. And that, that is a very good point. They also have on here sample hashtags for when you're tweeting or on Instagram or everything. 
Hashtag cigars are not the problem. Hashtag not the same. Protects premium cigars. They have all. I of think those this is a great step for IPCPR. It's really helping them get out to the consumer and show the consumer that they can make a difference. Absolutely. Um, and showing them the ways that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really going to be really easy for the consumer to reach out and be like, "Look, we there is a big market for this, and we do deserve to be exempt." Yeah, so. and I think it, I think it really strengthens the relationship with the consumer to the industry because. You know, Cigar Rights of America is only sort of tangentially related to the industry. It's There are a lot of members who are in the industry, but it's just, it's its own thing. Whereas IPCPR is connected to the business side of the industry. And I think it helps the consumer see that much involvement and gives them a, a, a very easy channel to, to get plugged in. Well, you look at, the, you know, you look at the NRA model. The NRA reaches out to its constituents better than any organization there is. Barring maybe AARP. Uh, I actually think when you turn 50, the AARP sends death squads out to get you. <laughs> no, dude, they, they start sending them out when you turn 21. Uh, I got yeah. calls about AARP, and I'm no. like, I, I don't even qualify for another 30 years. What are you calling me for? I think you might be the victim of identity theft, my friend. <laughs> no, I mean, I've looked at all that. There's, yeah. there's nothing there, but yeah. I would get letters and all, all kinds of other stuff in the mail. I'm just like, So really? as, as the show rolls on, sorry, Jonathan, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, oh, no, you're we've got to get to the game. Oh, that's right. I forgot that you brought a game this week. Tonight is Name That Cigar. Um, Who won would the- you, real quick, would you mind tilting it that way a little bit? Because I do get the reflection, um, and I don't want any advantage Okay, did over you see Trey. the one I just had pulled up? I did not. Okay, good. All right, can you see now? No. I okay. mean, I can see a screen, but it's, it's okay, not Okay, it's real. blurry. Oh, yeah, it's blurry. It's I'll not good enough for me to be able to read it. Well, if I had a little bigger iPad, it would be more of an issue. <laughs> I mean, it looks like the band might be white if I really had to, like, squint, but that would okay. be about the extent of what I can what So I can which guess. Monte Cristo is it? So <laughs> this, is, this is Name That Cigar. We've played this before. Which one of you won the last round? I believe Trey won the I last did. Trey round. Trey won the last two times we played this game oh. because Cigar Aficionado doesn't know how to label their cigars correctly. <laughs> so um, they want to call a, you know, a Bellicoso, a Figurado, and that's completely just asinine to me. So he's still bitter. No, I'm very bit. bitter about that because if they would just label the cigar correctly, I was like, oh, it's a Fuente. And they're like, oh, it's Talking a about competition. Talking about competition, <laughs> bringing the best out of people. And, oh, and it made me so This guy is because, so competitive. Because they want to say, I was like, okay, it's a Fuente. And Fuente was correct. And they're like, oh, but it's a Figurado. And I'm like, okay, they have two Figurados. They have the Love Affair and then the Hemingway series. Outside of that, they don't have Figurados. And it's like, nope, that's not it. It ended up being a triple X Bellicoso. Can I get a Opus. Valium over here? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, just ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm going to read the description of the cigar. And the origins of the filler and the binder and the wrapper. And you're going to tell me. Sorry about my rant. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we get good use out of our soapboxes on yeah, this that, show. It, you're well, in good company. Watch as you come down off that soapbox, you may slip. <laughs> and I'll, we wear it down pretty good. So I'm going to read the description of the cigar. I'm going to give you the origin. I'm going to give you the filler, binder, and wrapper. And you're going to tell me how many guesses will bid how many guesses to name that cigar. We're going to let Jonathan start. Ooh. All right, and w- because there was some confusion last time we paid th- played this game, what is your point system? The point system is if you guess the company that makes the cigar, you get one point. If you guess the cigar, you get two points. Okay, so three points total. total. Three points total are okay. available. Okay. Okay, so our first cigar of the night, Jonathan. 
A long cigar topped with an uneven cap. The cigar burns unevenly but draws well, showing elements of wood and earth and touches of licorice. The filler is Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania Broadleaf, Nicaraguan. The binder is Cameroon. And the wrapper is Dominican Republic. How many yes or no questions to name that cigar, Jonathan? Six. He's starting with six. Trey, what do you bid? Do you think he can do six or you think you can do it in five? I think I can do it in five. He thinks he can do it in five. Do I have four? Do I hear four? Let him have it. Name that cigar, Trey. All right. Is it an LFT? It is not. Okay. It. That, that, that was pretty much all I had to go on. Can you read the description again? A long cigar topped with an uneven cap. The cigar burns unevenly but draws well, showing elements of wood, earth, and touches of licorice. And a Cameroon binder with a Dominican Republic Broadleaf Nicaraguan filler. The uneven cap is it should be a dead giveaway, but I cannot. I mean, that would revert to like something like a pigtail or something well, like that. Well, that's what I'm wondering, but I think more of like a, almost. I was almost thinking like the LFD chisel. I, I knew it was the wrong makeup for that. Yeah. But it, and these are all cigars that can be found in the Crown Cigars humidor. Okay. Um, so is it is it a boutique company? No. That's two. All right. Is uneven Is it a Camacho? No. No, no it's not. It wouldn't be Dominican. That's three. If, if, hmm. Drew Estate? No. All right, Jonathan, this is your chance to steal. Was that five for him? That was four. Oh, that's right. You said five. Yeah, yeah he I did. Five. He gets one more. All right. Oh, my gosh. This is driving me crazy. Uh, it's not a boutique. Is it, is it under the general umbrella? It is not. Okay. Mm. Yeah, take your guess. Take your shot. Laura. No, it, it's not. It, la- Enter your official guess. Laura Preferidos. He gets one point. It is a La Aurora. Jonathan. That's a boutique. La Aurora is not a boutique. La Aurora is a big brand. It's by Miami Cigars, so. Okay. Yeah, it's a big brand. Jonathan, your chance to get two points out of this. You know it's a La Aurora. See, I don't know La Aurora's that well. Um, ADN or A, uh, DNA? He got it. <laughs> On what planet does it have an uneven cap? On the planet that Cigar Aficionado reviewed it. That is. Can we see a cookies. picture of this? Really? <laughs> Uneven band, maybe. 
Well, the, it says cigar top of an uneven cap. I call shenanigans. All right, Jonathan 2, Trey And you know one. why I guessed that? Because why? that was the only Law Roar I could think of. But why on earth would they talk about the Cameroon and not the Enduyo that's in it? That, to me, would be what they would talk yeah. about. Well, I, com- I completely dismissed it because I thought for sure if you're going to give a... De- uh, the most interesting thing of that I was leaning towards ge- I was to, to I was Michael. leaning towards guessing an Ashton. Like, had you have not guessed La Aurora, yeah. I would have said probably an Ashton like Maduro or something like that. So Jonathan two, Trey one. All right, all right. Next cigar, Trey, you get to start this time. Okay. Enormous and thick with a dark wrapper. <laughs> Let's be children, real quick. <laughs> all right, all all the eighth graders out there listening, please get done laughing. <laughs> Enormous and thick with a dark wrapper. First puffs show salty flavors. (laughs) Come on, get through it there, host. Salty flavors with an earthly underpinning but woody, spicy notes, and a touch of molasses balances out the smoke. I wish you guys could see Jonathan's face right now. It is a Nicaraguan binder and filler. And it is a USA Connecticut Broadleaf. Trey, how many guesses to name this cigar? Five. Jonathan. I'll do, I'll do go four. Jonathan's saying go for it. Have You're at it. You're going four? Have at it. You have four questions, Jonathan. Is it a boutique? No. Is it a my father? That's a tough question to answer because, to be truth, the host doesn't know the answer. But I will say no. Tangentially, it might be. So it may be made in the My Father factory, I think is what he's... But it doesn't know for sure, but thinks it might be. So it's not actually a My Father. It's just, no, it is not a My that, Father. That's not part of my questions, right? <laughs> I'll let, I, I, I will let him have that. Okay, you still have three questions remaining okay. since the host could not answer that one definitively. The hardest part about hosting this is I really want to give little hints that yeah. would give it away but I have to just be a professional here. Trying to think what could possibly be made by my father that's not a boutique, though. I'm not swearing that it is. Yeah. I don't think it would be. Um, Is it under the general umbrella? It is not. Two questions remaining. That's a lot of dead air. Come on. Uh, I think I've I think I have this one. Trey thinks he has it. Jonathan's still thinking. Trey's putting the pressure on Jonathan. Is it a Rocky? It is not. One question remaining. At least it's better than the grunting that we did the first time we he, he I mean the dead air is better the than the grunting. Is it a Drew Estate? No. All right, Jonathan, enter your guess. This is always the part that amazes me, as I'll say, enter your guest, and y'all will pull it out of thin air. Right. 
some amazing answer that will blow my mind. Roll the dice. Ooh. It's not a boutique. Shoot, I'm trying to think what I didn't name that wasn't a boutique. That's in the humidor, it's not a boutique other than Perdomo. Uh, wouldn't be a Fuente. Still waiting patiently. I have no clue. I really don't. I'm just going to pass it to Trey. He passes. Trey. San Cristobal Colossus. No. Dang it. La Roma de Cuba, El Jefe. Ah. Uh, Is La Roma de Cuba made in the My no, Father not. Factory? No, it's made by Ashton. Yeah. Made by Ashton. So I was in the right neighborhood. You were in the right area of the humidor, even. Well, because San Cristobal is also Ashton. See, I would have said... Ashton, but I couldn't think of anything Ashton that uses Connecticut Broadleaf, though. All right. No points for either one of you. Because I really like that rapper, so I was like, okay, I'm trying to run through what I've smoked. Still two to one, Jonathan and Trey. All right, Jonathan, this is your next cigar. Okay. A long, double-tapered perfecto with a superb draw. Its toasty, woody qualities meld harmoniously with notes of tea, cashew, and caramel. An elegant cigar. Filler is Dominican Republic. Binder is Dominican Republic. Wrapper is Cameroon. Hmm. Five? He says five. Trey. I guess I was thinking it would take me about five. Wrapper's Cameroon. And I should be fairly easy, but I'm not pulling anything. I'm, I'm going to let you have it at five. All right, Jonathan, you have five questions. Is it a boutique? No. La Aurora Cameroon? No. It's two. See, I was thinking about that, again, because the Preferitos double perfecto, but I didn't think you'd go La Aurora twice. Three questions remaining. Is it an Oliva? No. Ooh, good good question, though. Good pull. I, I like that. Two questions remaining. And about two minutes of the show, <laughs> just FYI. And you said it's tapered <laughs> on both ends. It is. A long, double-tapered perfecto with a superb draw. Is it a Fuente? It is. That's one point for Jonathan. Don Carlos? No. One question remaining. Or, well, no, actually, that was both of your questions because you had two and you guessed Fuente. You asked if it was a Fuente and you asked if it was a Don Carlos. So now you have to make your guess. What is the other Fuente that is a long, double-tapered tapered perfecto? Hemingway. He gets it. Three points, Jonathan. He got the Hemingway. And they you do. Know why I got that? The first job I ever had working in a cigar shop, the manager took me into the humidor and said, I want you to tell me everything that has a Cameroon wrapper. Huh. 
I, so, I didn't realize that that cigar had a Cameroon wrapper. I, it, as soon as you get into that Fuente part of the humidor, I'm completely lost. As soon as you said Fuente, I was like, if you don't get it, I'm, I'm completely yeah. no So idea. it's Jonathan 4, Trey 2. And speak, no, and, Trey 1. Yeah, I've got one. Now you guessed the cigar, I, so you I, got two. I got, Gust, I got La Aurora. I didn't get the cigar. Oh, that's right. Correct. Yeah. So it's Trey 1, And technically Jonathan speaking, five. the Hemingway is a figurado, not a double perfecto. They do list it as a figurado, but they, in the description, call it a perfecto. Okay. That, that would have made a difference for me had I had the chance, but it wouldn't All right. matter. As nitpicky anyway. as I am on that. You're going to let it slide? No, well, not because I want it, but a perfecto, <laughs> I could get it. it I, I would agree it is more of a figurado, but because well, a perfecto the, is more like the Oliva V figurado. Right. Where it kind of tapers and then fattens out and then comes into that tiny little point. Right. So the, the figurado to me is, is the, yeah. the end. Okay. Description on the next one, Trey. All right. A long box pressed cigar that exhibits an earthy quality with hints of charred wood and some vegetal notes. The finish suggests coffee and sweet nougat. The filler is Nicaraguan, the binder is Nicaraguan, and the wrapper is Ecuadorian. I don't need any questions. You think you can name it with zero questions? I think I can name it with zero questions. Jonathan? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I I can't go lower than zero. Can't go so. lower than zero. Well, unless you just guess it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cheating. That's the Camacho BXPX Ecuador. Dang it! Thank you for playing, Jonathan. Make your guess. At least I possibly kept him from getting any. That is true. You, you're pl- you were playing not to lose. I have no idea. Jonathan doesn't. I'm smoking one right now, but I'm smoking the original. This is the new Rocky Patel 50th. Uh-oh. Didn't they say something about it being a torpedo, though? No. No. Long box press. Long, Long box, box press, press cigar. Okay. I didn't realize the new 50th was a box press. Yep. Nicaragua, the old box press was, well, old 50th I, yeah. was a box press. I knew the old one was. I, I, for okay. Some reason, Ecuadorian. I, I didn't know the wrapper on the 50, surprisingly. And our last cigar of the night. This is Trey's only chance to... He can tie. To yeah. tie. Yeah. At all, so I'm gonna bask in my victory. Being as Trey <laughs> is coming from behind, I'm gonna let him start. Yes, I'm. I'll let him okay make the first bid. A large box pressed cigar whose notes of rich sweet chocolate are underscored by woodiness and a spicy toasty finish. I just ignore these descriptions because they don't help. <laughs> right. This is a Nicaraguan puro. Well, that doesn't help a whole lot. What, what was the first part of the description again? <laughs> Well, actually, there's a couple of descriptions. I'm going to read you two descriptions. Okay. If Jonathan will allow. I will allow you to read as many descriptions as you need to. A large box press cigar whose notes of rich, sweet chocolate underscored by woodiness and a spicy, toasty finish. Also, big and box press with an easy draw. Initial puffs are earthy and sweet, but flavors develop to cocoa powder and wood, medium bodied. How many questions, and Trey? All, and all it lists for the wrapper is Nicaraguan. It doesn't filler, give you, binder, and wrapper are all Nicaraguan. Doesn't that's weird? It doesn't to me. tell you anything. It doesn't anything. I'll say five. I'll let him have it at five. Crap! You weren't supposed to do that. Uh, all right, Trey. <laughs> you should have said six. I might have gone five. Yeah. This is very reachable. This okay. is a very reachable cigar with what I've. I think I could get this cigar from what I have given. Okay. It's a big box press. I forfeit my guess. 
and a Nicaraguan um, Puro. I, I saw it through the window. Oh, you saw it through I the window? Gl- it, 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 is it, it a Padron? It is. Yeah. That's one point. Is it... And I've still got four questions. All right. So I had to make sure that didn't sound like a question. Um, is it one of the anniversary series? No. Well, Jonathan, you've seen it. Is it one of the anniversary series? If it's not a thousand series, it's an anniversary series. Okay, so yeah. it is not a thousand uh, series. Okay, yeah. That that actually saved me my next question. So okay, good. Um, is it the twenty-six number one? You got it. Uh, do you have a tiebreaker? We have a tie. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm in good conscience. I'm pretty good. Make a guess on that, so. Okay, I will give us a tiebreaker cigar. Of no, course, I'm going to lose in a tiebreaker. It's okay. <laughs> Hold on, I don't. I don't have it. I apologize. We're going to have to end in a tie. That's I do fine. Not have a tiebreaker. That's prepared. fine. But I am. I'm pleased with that. That was a good showing. That was a good show. Good game. We'll end it in a tie, and the next time Jonathan arrives as a newly minted cigar representative, he can actually. Yeah, we can talk in. about it. With him spending this much time in the industry, though, we're going to have to be very careful with this game going forward because he's going to have a lot more knowledge, even not just with the brand that you're going to be repping, but just in general. You'll be amazed at how much you learn just by being that much more plugged into it. So speaking of that, before we wrap the show up tonight, what are your expectations going into repping? I don't know. I'm just really excited about meeting different people, getting to travel a lot, and may, uh, I'm really ex- excited about the events, um, doing events. I don't know why. I just always thought doing an event would be awesome. It's so much fun. Yeah. You're going to love it. You've got the right personality for so, it. One piece of advice, since he's been giving you all kinds of advice. Which I know you were a rep for um, Calibre for I a while, was. So. The, mine is not nearly as poetic as Shane's, but pick a hotel brand and stick with it. Yeah, IHG is was the one I went for, um, but they have great rewards programs. You get all kinds of free Wi-Fi and stuff. Yeah, like I actually that, have a like, rewards already set up with IHG. Okay, so. per, yeah, but that's that is one piece of advice that no one ever talks to you about. But uh, oh, they all all the reps I I talk to, they all either do like Marriott or Hilton mm-hmm. or I uh, IHG. So. Um, well, in about six months, I want you to come back, and I want us, you to tell us the things that have surprised you about the job. That'll be really interesting. I, I, I hope I look that forward one of them to is surprise. I make so much more money than I thought I would. <laughs> I hope that's what it Which, is. Which, surprisingly, I mean, that was that was one thing that really surprised me was the offer I got. That, that surprised me a whole lot. Um, well, well excellent. it's a good company. It's a company on yeah. the grow. I think you're going to do very well there. I think it's a great place to start off, a great starting step for you. I'm very excited for you. I'm very proud of you. And I, I liked it because there is opportunity to grow, though, um, with that company. Well, and That's you've had awesome. a couple of jobs that you've passed on that with your degree you could have taken, and you chose to stick to your guns and mm-hmm. stick to what you're passionate about. And that reflects a wisdom beyond your years. I, I knew cigars was something that I wanted to go into, and and I had other things that had come up, come up throughout the year, and... I just was like, you know what, this is what I want to go for, and I'm going to stick to that. And I was making decent money working in cigar shops, so I was like, I can, I can live off of working in a cigar shop, but I want to be a rep. That's my end goal. So, and that finally got achieved. So, Excellent. really looking forward to it. Well, if any of you out there have any questions for Jonathan on his return, send us an email info at thecigarcast.com, and we'll ask those on the air when we have him back in a few months. You can also reach out Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast or Facebook.com/slash thecigarcast. 
Well, thanks everyone for listening this week. And until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us. Mm-hmm.